You're listening to Live from Iowa, brought to you by Aero, a cryptocurrency that is truly private form of digital cash. Aero believes that privacy is a fundamental human right. In a world where corporations profit by using your valuable financial data, Aero aims to put private transactions back in the hands of the people. For more information, check them out at aerochain.io. This is the latest dispatch just received in our news. You let everybody believe you're dead. I have bad news. Ain't nobody stopping me. Here are your hosts, Dale, Dick, and LD. Stack those sets. Tip that waitress. Hello, nurse. <laughs> What's going on? What is that? I don't know. Okay. I just felt yep. like doing something What weird. is that? You know what no. it isn't? Mm. It's not going down. What's up? You're listening, you're listening to Live from Iowa. This is Dale. Uh, we're going to be joined later by my main man, Bully. LD, what are we talking with him? We're going to talk a little bit about privacy and about his socks and about <laughs> his Twitter personality. Who he'd want to have dinner with? Yeah. Mm. Very. Mm, I don't, if, I mean, Could honestly, if I was you, I don't know why you wouldn't keep listening. Right. We doing good, guys? I'm yeah. good. Quarantine life. Saturday again. Every day, Saturday when you're Every quarantined. Day Saturday. That's right. You know what Unless they say about like Taco Tuesday. You know what they yeah, say about Taco Saturday. Um, you know what they say about quarantine life? <laughs> what do they say? They say, let's give me a crypto update. Crypto updates brought to you by LuxCore. LuxCore is empowering people by developing products like LuxGate. Trustless peer-to-peer decentralized exchange. Find out more at LuxCore.io. Nick? Yeah. What are we doing? Let's do those losers. Losers. All right. They were picked at 1.15 p.m. Central Time on April 6th, the day we're recording, which is today. Mm-hmm. Ucoin, a.k.a. Soldier Boys Coin, tickers U, down 11.12% on the weekly. Dragon Coins, fitting that bullies on, even though that's not the same Dragon Coin. Down 11.67%, and LD's favorite metal is down 16.41%, 18.5 million market cap, 65 million circulating supply. LD, what is metal coin again? That is a shit coin. Wah, wah, wah. There it is. All right, for the weekly winners, Digitex Futures, DGTX is up 59.93%, swipe was on last week. I think that was a winner last week, wasn't it? Top one. Uh, Mm -hmm. XXP up 101.84%. And the winner for the week is Cybervane CVT up 161.5%. 25.7 million market cap. Let's get the weekly check-ins before we move in Mm -hmm. to our highly anticipated mailbag. Bitcoin's up 12.67%, just under 7,200. Ethereum's up 23.49 to 163.90. XRP is up 11.71% to 19 cents. And Bitcoin Cash is up 15.26% to 53.8. Boom. That's your crypto update for the week. It's nice seeing the green again. Jeez, we're on a roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. So glad. Isn't it great, green. Nick? Yeah. What's the in, green. What's in the mailbag, Nick? What is in the mailbag? Um, we had a lot, actually. Uh, well, they weren't really in the mailbag because nobody wants to um, actually send a freaking email. So, but it's nice. They it's did. Um, yeah, I know. But they just hit. I think we all like sent out the question at the same time. So a lot of people actually responded to our posts. So we have a couple. Um, our first one. Uh, the caller, not a caller, says, Hi, Destro, longtime listener, longtime fan. Question for all three hosts What's your perfect sandwich? Who wants to lead this? <clears throat> My perfect sandwich. I think yes. LD should, yeah. Yeah. Is an Italian sub. What's all on it? I need, we need details. Well, people want an details. Italian sub. Oh, yeah. You know what an Italian sub is? Well, I just want some Italian subs are different. Ham, salami, capicola, mm. lettuce, mayonnaise, mustard, Say it. oil and vinegar, 
mm-hmm. salt and pepper. Uh, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> Nick, every time, every time you say something, LD, Nick's going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> she, she likes that sandwich. Sorry, uh, Italian. For Italian t- mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about the sandwich. <laughs> Say it slower. Nick, what's your perfect Sammy? I don't. I didn't really um, think about. Oh my god. This at all? So. Ah, um, damn it, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I don't really have like a, a favorite sandwich. It just really depends on my mood. I have different sandwiches for different moods. Interesting. Of the mood right now. Like, okay, you know what? If I were gonna make a Sammy right now, it would be a peanut butter and fluff <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> what? With potato chips shoved in between. What are you talking about you hear right that? now? people <laughs> fluffer nutter mm. that's the weirdest thing ever like yeah i don't know what's happening right i now. haven't had one in a really long time no you've never had a peanut butter and fluff sandwich no <laughs> well you are missing out we're gonna have wow. to answer this question later you all have to have one first okay because this could be your favorite sandwich <laughs> doubt it okay <laughs> really right. doubting it all right perfect sandwich for me <laughs> on a sandwich bun i want Turkey, cheese. Mm. Oh, I only got the mm, on the turkey. <laughs> I want lettuce, onion, and plain Lay's potato chips. Plain? Yeah, any not the ripping any, kind, any right? Chip, any chip. I don't care. Okay. Lay's any. yellow bag, yellow bag. Any of them. Right. That's a perfect sauce. Oh. Maybe, maybe before I put all the veggies on and the. And the chips. I'm gonna warm it, throw it in the microwave for like ten seconds. That's disgusting. You are out, out. Okay. Gr- right. Why are you gonna warm it up? Ew. So, okay. Sorry. Wow. Oh. <laughs> damn it, Dale. Yeah. God damn it, Dale. Yeah, we got another shut one. up now, Dale. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have. We do have another. We have, a, we have one more, which is kind of like tied into the first one. Um, we have a. What is your favorite food and why? Mm-hmm. same order i'll go first yeah yeah go ahead it probably comes a surprise because it's not tacos oh what i know right we my favorite food my favorite food don't say grapefruit french what? fries <laughs> is what french fries oh no french fries okay why salty starchy i gravitate towards those flavors i can deal i can deal i can deal I you have like a place that has like what's your like where do you get your favorite French fry from? Yeah, mm, that's that's a great question. It's definitely not In and Out. Who has the worst fries of all time? This episode's um, this gonna is upset me some gasping. People. That's fine. That's fine. <coughs> people who think that In and Out have the best fries are ridiculous. They don't know what they're talking about. Honestly, it's McDonald's. Yeah, Stop. I feel like they shrunk. Did they shrink? It's probably cold out. They got. <laughs> it was like 80 degrees here today. No. Oh, sorry. Okay. What's yours, Nick? What's my favorite food? <clears throat> I don't have favorite things. Like, I'm just like a mood girl. In the mood like, right I now. Love... Ugh, why is it right now? <laughs> because we're living in the moment. What is your favorite food right now? Right now, I would say it was sushi. I really, I love sushi. And I love pizza. Yeah, like pizza. pizza. My mm. favorite food is pizza, without a doubt, or any candy. I have a sweet tooth. Candy? Yeah. Okay, but the the other question's why? Because like, I, why candy? It's your favorite. It's not even food, tooth. Dale. It's a sweet tooth. Okay, so why? I like pizza. Why? Because pizza is good. Yeah. It's good for me. <laughs> Get in my belly. <laughs> It's fair. Okay. I can't argue with that. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> Thank you. Thank Speaking you. of arguments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this week, Nick and I, we didn't even have this in the, in the show notes until this afternoon because Nick yeah. brought up, someone asked in the fan questions yeah. if cottage cheese is good, right? Mm-hmm. And so Nick thinks it's not. I think it is. So we're bringing in Betty back this week. So Betty, welcome. All right, Nick. You want to present your side first, or do you want me to? To Betty. I mean, 
You go ahead. You go ahead. Okay, so Betty, the question is, is cottage <clears throat> cheese good? So I'm going to tell you why it is. It's high in nutrients, including protein, vitamin B, calcium, all that good stuff. If you're looking to lose weight or build muscle, it's high in protein. It's good for you. It's filling. Not only that, you can throw fruit in it and it's it's good. I Sometimes I get a wild hair in my ass and I put it, mix it with my spaghetti. That's what how good fuck? it is. Wait a second. What did you just <laughs> yep. say? Yep. It's like a wild lasagna. hair on your ass. Where? On your ass. Write it down. Uh, okay. So Betty, that was my argument for the question of is cottage cheese. Cottage cheese. Good. <laughs> Nick, let's hear it. Okay. So listen, all I'm going to do right now is just read to you. Oh boy. What the fuck it is. It's a fresh cheese curd product with a mild flavor it is also known as curds and whey it is not aged it is made by draining the cheese as opposed to pressing it retaining some of the whey keeping the curds loose oh that is disgusting and it's you lost me what do you i'm out are you not part of this debate but i'm out are you done It's gross. It's gross. It's so gross. Old people eat it. It's gross. I had a friend in high school who would put applesauce with it. No, that's crossing the line. Oh, is that? No, because you love cottage cheese, so you should take it with the applesauce. Okay, Betty. Is cottage cheese good? I have received the information, and I am processing it now. (laughs) No. Stupid. That is so dumb. What is this song? I'm me. Well, Nick, you were right. I'm a winner. Okay, Betty, she can stay for another week. Just paid her dues. I just, I disagree, but I know we agreed last week. If her say is final. <clears throat> that is correct. It's Betty. So. Well, I mean, this whole thing started because someone asked and I said no immediately and then literally like two seconds later ld was like uh fuck no (laughs) so then you had to come in and be all like yeah i fucking love it so of course we had to do this way to go dale yeah dale sorry damn it dale damn it push that button we need that ld we need that ah damn it dale yes it's true we do need access that is our button to push (laughs) all right nick what do we got in real life news guys it's not the greatest news I mean, it's fine. Okay, cool. We're just going to breeze through it then. So a Utah food bank was um, handing food out to families. I think there were 63 families, and they ended up including, like, nerd rope, nerd rope candy with THC in it. Oh, boy. Right. So there were 400 milligrams of THC in this rope and like a serving is like 10 milligrams and these there were kids I mean these were families and they gave them out at a church so where's that church it was like Roy stop no I don't know you're making me look at my notes it was a Baptist church. Does that make a difference? Oh, yeah, I would never get my THC candy it's from a Utah. Baptist church. <laughs> Can't so, trust those Baptist churches. <laughs> so, it, the, so they actually, they were like, oh, we don't know where that came from. And there were three to four packages of nerd ropes in a bag. So 63 families, because there were 63 bags, Damn. got three to four ropes. And the kids ate it, of course. So... I hope they're okay. Yeah, (laughs) I would love that in a bag from a church right about now. That would be great. But yeah, the packages were labeled um, as medicated nerds rope. So read the fucking labels. Lesson in there. Lesson learned. Okay. Um, Next on there is I don't know if if you guys have watched. Probably not. Fleabag. It is a show. Um, on Amazon Prime, it is fucking brilliant. 
You love um, that Amazon Prime. I I mean, it's all right. Actually, there's not, I don't think that there's a lot of good stuff on there. But this Every time is, I flip through it, I don't find anything. Yeah, there's, I, I really don't think it's that great. There's a couple of shows that are actually worth mentioning, and this is one of them. Fleabag, okay. it is a really good show. Um, I didn't know that they had a theatrical production of it, but clearly, I don't know shit. So um, April 10th. They are going to stream the theatrical production of Fleabag, which I'm excited to watch because nice. I really like it. Very There's a lot nice. of information I could say about it, but I'm going to pass on it because my mouth's getting dry. Um, also, it's for charity, by the way, which is great. Um, HBO is offering 500 free hours of streaming, and that started a couple days ago. Very so nice. you can all binge watch the f out of the sopranos soft core porn here we come if you and i mentioned the pokemon <laughs> movie for all those weirdos out there that you know and true blood for people that look like anna paquin because i think i saw that somewhere on the timeline this past week what do you think is the uh the best one to stream because i know which the one best show yeah the best show yeah i don't i don't know I'd have to look at it. I don't really know. I watched Sopranos like in real time when it was like the thing and it was legit. Like it was one of my favorite things to do. Bingo. What Good would one. you pick? Uh, the leftovers. The what? The leftovers. The leftovers? Yeah. I'm going to write it down. Do I'm it. Writing. I am. Do it with your pen. I am. Do you hear? Paper. My pen on the paper. Someone told me to watch Veep. Because someone they always tell me at work that I remind them of Julia Louis. It's a good show. And she's in that. That's a good so. one. <clears throat> I've heard. Very, so very maybe that. Um, also, Quibi, Quibi is um, giving a free trial for the next 90 days. Um, Dale, I threw this in there because your boyfriend, Tom Brady, yeah, yeah. Um, is going to have his future streaming platform on this app or whatever it is. I don't really know. But um, they throw ads in Spotify because I'm cheap and I won't pay for non-ads. So, and the music that they play in the ad is good. So people should maybe check it out. Not with that name. What, Quibi? Yeah, I'm not using that. Don't, oh, shit. I'm not even going to look at it. You. (laughs) Not a chance. Fucking fancy, please. If you listen to Timber, you can download Quibi. Mm -hmm. Shut up. I didn't say I listened to Timber. You love Timber. Be quiet. All right, this is in real life news, and that is real. And then there's, okay, I saw the story. I don't really know who this guy is. YNW Melly, which I didn't even look up what YNW means. Um, but he has the coronavirus, and he is currently in prison. And so his, his real name, he's, okay, he's in prison for, like, a double murder. Okay. All right. Damn. Got it. And he's also the suspect in a 2017 murder of a sheriff's deputy. Okay. And this MFR, right? yeah. this MFR wants to get out of, he's like, let me out. I think Takashi 69 got out early because of COVID. Um, so this guy wants to get out also because he says he's dying of the coronavirus in prison. Hmm. Um, Man, people dying everywhere. His so. real name, y'all, his real name is Jamel. Maurice Demons. Wow. Check that. Check the last name. Demons. He should just stay in prison. Like, yeah, buddy, agree. You, you don't need to come out. If you're dying from corona, just stay. Yeah. I mean, you killed like three people. Motherfucker, you're done. <laughs> Time's up. You know what I mean? That's Game. in real life news. All right. Game over. Uh, all right. So I'm not sure if my show notes are right, but Doc's got herpes. <laughs> That's what I heard. All right. Doc Trog. Doc, tell us about herpes. (laughs) Hey, guys. This week I've got herpes. This was a special request from Destro, so hopefully he'll stop DMing me about them. Anyway, what is herpes? Well, the actual diagnosis we're talking about is herpes simplex, a very common STD caused by herpes simplex virus, or HSV. Herpes can appear in various parts of the body, but primarily involves the genitals or the mouth. There are two types of herpes simplex virus, conveniently called HSV-1 and HSV-2. 
HSV-1 commonly causes oral herpes or herpes labialis and is usually responsible for cold sores or some people call them fever blisters around the mouth and on the face. HSV-2 usually causes genital herpes, but there is some crossover between the two that occurs. HSV is spread person to person through direct contact with active sores, or especially for HSV-1, can be spread without any sores present uh, with contact with bodily fluid like saliva. Uh, this means that cold sores can be spread by sharing eating utensils, drinks, kissing, etc., and so we see it in kids also. It's estimated worldwide that close to 70% of the population under age 50 has HSV-1 and about 10% have HSV-2. Once you have HSV, there is no known cure, although there are some medicines that treat the outbreaks. The virus enters the skin and it makes a home for itself within a nerve. There, HSV can lie dormant for years before causing an outbreak, um, which makes it tricky when patients come in uh, with their first outbreak and thinking it's an STD, uh, they think that means that their partner is cheating on them or something, and I have to explain, no, it could have been any previous sexual partner, not necessarily the one in the room. Good times, right? Uh, an outbreak of sores can be triggered by any number of things. Typically, it's a stress on the body or the immune system, like having a cold or a fever, not sleeping well for some period of time, being stressed at work or at school. Uh, some patients just getting too much sun uh, can trigger a cold sore. Many patients report a tingling or a burning sensation of the skin before the sore appears, and that's because it's getting activated inside that nerve before you ever see anything on the surface. Once sores appear, they start out as tiny blisters that then rupture and crust over. The fluid in that blister contains virus, so it's very contagious. Um, and also, if you're not careful, you can touch a cold sore and maybe rub your eye. If the virus gets into your eyes, that will ruin your day. There is a blood test for HSV-1 and 2, but we don't use them too often because usually you can make the diagnosis just about by asking about symptoms, doing a quick exam and knowing if it's one or two doesn't really change the outcome or change the plan. Uh, some people may never have symptoms, uh, or maybe they just have one outbreak in their lives, and yet for some reason other people might have multiple outbreaks. As I mentioned, there's no cure, but there are medications that can help, um, things like Valtrex. Uh, typically, the earlier you start a medicine, the better it works. Uh, I often give pre patients prescriptions to keep at home so that they can start it at the first sign of symptoms, like when that tingling sensation uh, occurs. Some people ha that have multiple outbreaks a year might choose to be on a low-dose daily medication for prevention. So how do you avoid getting this at all? Well, for most of you, it's too late, so sorry. But in general, protect yourself like you would for any STD. Use good judgment about who you're going to hook up with, and for Destro's sake, use protection because there are much worse things than herpes out there. All right, well, I did want to give you a quick COVID commentary as well. Uh, looks like we're inching closer to peaking, hopefully. I still can't order any tests in my city, so I'm just assuming everyone has it at this point. Evidence for hydroxychloroquine continues to be anecdotal at best, right up there with every Facebook post that tells you apple cider vinegar can cure your herpes. Uh, as I tweeted the other day, I think it would have been awesome to avoid losing thousands of lives and the economy if the CDC or the WHO or Trump would have just said early on, hey, everyone should wear a mask, wash your hands, and stay home if you're sick. But what do I know? I'm just a simple family doc that wastes hours and hours on Twitter. Speaking of which, follow me at TrogMD and let me know what you'd like to hear about next week. Back to you guys. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, thanks Doc. Doc. Hope you uh, clear that flare out up. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend, one of my main homies in this entire universe. He goes by Bully. What's up, Bully? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, What's going bully. on? Hey, Bully. Crowd <laughs> <laughs> loves you. Big fan favorite. Big fan yep. favorite. Yep. Cue up that laugh track. <laughs> so so what's been going on how you been oh you know um i think like everyone else i'm trying to accustom myself to the new normal whatever that is starting to go crazy but <laughs> that's okay do you not like working from home uh not really dale i'm gonna shoot you straight i'm gonna be honest with you i'm not a big work from home guy i what, like what is it that should i see i love it i and i i've told you this and I think I just told you this 20 minutes ago, but um, I like my perfect 
job situation is officing out of my house and having like locations that I have to go to or, you know, like check in with other workers at different places. That's like my ideal dream job. So if you're hiring and that is what it entails, look me up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think the biggest problem for me is like, there's no break between working and then like relaxing. So I just like carry all that stress with me to dinner and then through the end of the night. And when you leave the office, you're sort of like, all right, I'm done for the day. Like I can do whatever I want now. But when you're working from home, there's just like, I don't know, it's just this like muddled disconnect between work and home. And I don't, I don't care for it. There's Um, like no, you're right. There's like no time to jam out to tunes on the way home full bore. And I mean, it's just completely fucked right now because everyone's kids are at home too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have kids in my house that are like, so you're like trying to teach them and, you know, do their lessons and then mm-hmm. be on conference calls. And it's just a mess right now. But so yeah. speaking of working from home, do you like when you work from home, do you get dressed up for it? No, no. So you don't wear Never. those cool socks that you always yeah. are putting on Twitter? Oh, I hope you do. Well, I I had to wear socks and I only have cool socks. So I still do wear my <laughs> perfect, cool socks. Perfect. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. But I'm not wearing my snappy uh leather dress shoes, no. I'm sorry. Mm. Yeah. I know there's all these like boomer articles on like BuzzFeed and shit that are like, oh, get dressed up, like take a shower, like wear dress oh. shoes and a suit. <laughs> Down. At home, not. at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wore jeans today. It felt pretty good. Wow, <laughs> that's like black tie for me right now. <laughs> that's pretty serious. Yeah, I was in the um at my office today because I'd been working from home for like a week and a half, and I got up and showered and shaved and like right away got up early like I normally do. And I said to my wife, "I'm like, you know, this kind of feels." pretty good to actually shower before I get my day started and not wait until like three, four at night or in the afternoon. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Everything's all fucked up. My routine's off. It is. You know, and like you wake up and you just sort of like roll out of bed and then go to your computer and log on and you're like, ah, work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so let's talk about why we're on the work subject. So you're an attorney have, did you always want to be an attorney? Um, you know, I think when I was in like middle school or something, I wanted to be a doctor. And then I took a few biology courses and realized uh-huh. that I was terrible at every aspect of that profession from memorization to like even, you know, dissection <laughs> and all of it. It was just gross and I hated it. So. <laughs> um, and then I started to slowly realize I was pretty good at convincing people to do what I wanted or like nice. to tell nice. them, yeah, you know, what I was thinking or to communicate my point and to get their support for it. And over time I like joined mock trial. Our school had a pretty solid mock trial team. And my highlight of my high school mock trial performance was I made another attorney start crying. Yes. I was <laughs> just going to ask you that. <laughs> The awesome. judge had to get up from the bench and like bring over a box of tissue to the other attorney. <laughs> nice. It was then I knew I wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> and you're, yeah, you're probably thinking, geez, I made this person cry. I'm not yeah. even getting in trouble. Right. Yeah. What, you, what, do you, what do you specialize in? What are you? So I do uh, corporate law okay. mainly, um, sort of M&A to put a point on it. But, um, you know, I do have some crypto stuff I do and um, other aspects of corporate law, but it's mainly M&A. Yeah. So I help companies buy and sell each other. Basically. Let's not forget I've got you on retainer too. Yes. Yes, Dale. <laughs> Keeps Very. <you> busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get all sorts of late night calls from Dale. Dale. That time, remember that time I was fighting with that tree and I called you to settle it? <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn trees. Ah, Can't trust them. (laughs) Can't ever trust them. I was trying to make a deal with the tree and it was ripping me off. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, it's, uh, but, you know, and then I got to college and I was like, well, I was a poli sci major, so I enjoyed politics. And, 
you know, you guys have followed me on Twitter. I, yeah. I enjoy politics and I'm involved in them. And I almost decided to go and get my doctorate in political science and become wow. a teacher. Wow. Um, yeah. No kidding. But I was meeting with my, like, prof- the professor who did my thesis study my senior year of college. And he's like, dude, don't do this. It's horrible. You don't want to do this. <laughs> um, he's like, go to law school and save yourself, which I shouldn't have listened to him. But here we are. I was a poli-sci major too for a while. And then I came home and was talking with my dad over the summer. And he's just like, all right. Cause I wanted to get in politics. I'd interned in DC for a summer and he's like, all right, so let's talk major here. And I'm like, okay. And he's like political science, really? And I'm like, yeah, I want to get in politics. And he's like, okay, so look at it this way. Say you get into politics with a political science major and you hate it. Then what? And I go, I don't know. I could go find a job somewhere. He's like, you could, but with only that as your background, it might be tough. So he's like, get a regular degree like business or finance. And he's like, and then you can specialize and then have a fallback plan. So that was my hats, the path no one really cares about, but that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's more sensible. It's good dad advice. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. That was why we were smoking a cigar and having a beer. So yeah. And like, so there, there is like a sort of a scam, you know, it's like the anthropology major gets mm-hmm. the anthropology degree and then they teach anthropology. So it's just sort of a cyclical thing. Right? And it's like, no one actually is an anthropologist out in the wild. I mean, maybe there's like four of them. But for the most part, it's just people sort of recreating the cycle from teacher to student and so on. But so I think the business approach is more sensible, Dale. I actually agree with your dad on that one. All right. I'm glad I have your blessing. So if you weren't an attorney, what do you think you'd be doing? Teaching? Uh, you know, I, I like the sort of tech side of things. I've actually even thought about you know trying to start my own company but i'm too old and slow now um but you know if i had to do it all over again i probably would have tried to take like the mark zuckerberg path where you do a year of college you drop out you start a tech company and hope you get rich and just Um, become an instant billionaire (laughs) that's right yeah but you know i i think once you're you know, once you're established, it's harder to take risks like that. So anyone who's listening in their twenties, if you're thinking about starting a company, go do it, just do it. Cause it's going to get a lot harder the older you get. Yeah. Once you have kids and you know, yeah, human beings it. that rely on you, it's <laughs> kind of important. Yeah, um, sounds sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> LD, you have uh, plants now that rely do, on you. I, I, I have plant babies. Those are, those <laughs> so are my kids. What are you growing this season? <laughs> I've got peppers and herbs and some kind of beans. I don't know what they're going to be. We'll see. Like green, <laughs> some kind of green bean. Isn't that amazing? Because he doesn't have green thumbs. That's a good one, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> Nick, that was so good. We could almost play your theme song. Oh, damn. But in all seriousness, you don't want to see Eldie's thumb. <laughs> I don't know no, why I do don't. want to see it. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bully. Now, I, got, I got a question for you, Bully. Sure. Um, something that uh, I know is important to you, and I'm, I'm kind of curious why you tweet about privacy a lot when you're actually on Twitter. And I'm curious about, about privacy that is to you. Yeah, it's a good question. And I mean, there's certainly a lot to unpack yeah, there. So totally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I put you guys all to sleep. I'll try to keep it brief. But, you know, a lot of a lot of people know that I helped co-found a, a cryptocurrency that's a privacy coin. And, um, you know, in that sort of vein, I thought a lot about it. And I've written a lot about it on my blog and um, tweeted a lot about it, like you say. And I just think you know, for the most part, privacy is disappearing in this country. And to a large extent, is it's due to kind of the technological revolution we're living through. Um, from, you know, the internet to social media, to kind of the, I don't know, pervasiveness of big tech, you're seeing just like this slow erosion of people's fundamental right to privacy. 
and that's, I mean, all aspects of our life from, you know, our, our personal affairs to our relationships, to our financial data and transactions, it's all just sort of being chipped away and mainly to make other people money, um, large corporations in particular. And, you know, by the time I think we all will realize it, it'll all be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, not to sound too dramatic, but I, I mean, I have some concerns, for example, this COVID-19 crisis that's happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy to sort of step back and be like, holy shit, this is really scary. A lot of people are dying. This global pandemic is kind of spreading like wildfire throughout the world. And you've, you're seeing a lot of companies and politicians and governments be like, well, if we sort of restrict people's right to privacy, we can control the virus better. So there's this trade-off, yeah. right? And um, yeah. so you're seeing all these apps like Google sharing all of this data with the government to try to figure out who's breaking their quarantine orders. And then, I mean, if you look at China, it's even more extreme where they're actually limiting people's, like you have to scan a QR code, to, yeah. you know, so it's it's even more extreme there. But um I just worry that it's sort of like the next iteration of the Patriot Act. So if you, if you remember back to 9-11, when the Patriot Act passed, people were scared about terrorism. So people allowed, you know, sort of these rights to privacy related to their phone calls and their, their credit card transactions and all of this to be public and be in control of the government for the illusion of more safety. Mm-hmm. I think I'd argue that the Patriot Act has done little to protect our safety but has done a lot to undermine our right to privacy yeah and so you know all the way back to kind of the bank secrecy act uh, before that through now you're seeing this kind of constant trend where technology is being leveraged to undermine our ability to you know maintain some level of personal and transactional privacy yeah it seems to me that every so often we are introduced to some new enemy that we can't really see. It's just kind of out there and we become afraid of it and it's Mm -hmm. used against us. And this is another example of that happening in my opinion. Yeah. The war on drugs, the war on terrorism, the war on pandemics. I mean, these aren't winnable wars. Um, They're not a war. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're just something that we have to balance, you know, I, and again, I think I want to be careful not to downplay the risk of COVID and the tremendous loss of human life. But at the same time, like, you know, we have to be careful not to panic and overreact and just give away all of our privacy in the hopes that somehow we'll be safer when, you know, I'm not sure there is much evidence to, to show that we can control a pandemic. It's like, saying you're going to stop the common cold it's next to impossible unless everyone just sort of hides in their house for the rest of their lives which um, sounds pretty good now (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. maybe that's not too bad yeah i mean you're even seeing it like so this is all related to kind of crypto and the privacy coins and stuff like you've seen a lot of articles recently about how governments are now like well cash is dirty cash carries disease so let's get rid of cash cash and cash in my opinion is like one of the last bastions of transactional privacy left so if i I give you a 20 there's no record of it and that's fine Mm -hmm. there doesn't there doesn't have to be and there shouldn't be really i mean if i if i give you a 20 and i don't want anyone to know about it then you know there's no record of it but if i you know send you a 20 dollars in bitcoin there's an immutable record of that forever that anyone can search and that there's all of these sort of companies now that specialize in unwinding the public ledger of mm-hmm. Bitcoin and, you know, decrypting these transactions. So that's one thing that, you know, fascinates me and excites me about privacy coins is that, well, you can essentially have the attributes of cash, that $20 transaction that I just mentioned without you know, but do it digitally. So it's digital cash, essentially. Um, But, you know, right now that doesn't really exist. So so basically what I'm hearing is it's you're either looking at cash or arrow. 
<laughs> right. right, Dale. That's exactly right. Good summary. <laughs> I mean, there are other good <laughs> privacy coins. And I think, you know, Bitcoin for, I, I don't want maximalists up in my mentions. So I will mention that, you know, obviously there's an effort in the core Bitcoin community to bring certain privacy um, features to Bitcoin. And there's this constant, there's this constant debate in the cryptocurrency community. And maybe I'm getting too off track here about the um, audibility of supply versus the um, shielded transactions. So Bitcoin, you can audit the supply because the transactions are transparent, but uh-huh. in Zcash or Arrow or any other privacy coin for that matter, typically it's hard to, audit the supply because a lot of the transactions are shielded. So you don't actually know how many are circulating. So the argument is, well, if there's a bug and the developers don't know about it, then, you know, maybe you have someone counterfeiting that cryptocurrency unbeknownst to the developers. Whereas in Bitcoin, you'd be able to tell right away because you always know how many you have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. I think the, that that argument I find relatively uncompelling. It's like, well, if you trust the code, you trust the code. And yeah, occasionally there's going to be leaks, but you just had to fix them. I don't know. Um, do you guys have thoughts on that? I know you guys like privacy coins too, I think. So maybe I know where you're headed, but have you guys thought about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for those very reasons, it's hard to really argue with Bitcoin maximalists because at the end of the day, they're essentially, or, you know, not them at per se, but Bitcoin is the reason that we're all here. Right. And Bitcoin gave us kind of that foundational piece to every single altcoin that we have. You know, these, most of these altcoins were formulated because the, the founders of the altcoin thought that Bitcoin was missing something crucial. And, you know, like use arrow as an example you know, Arrow is a fork of Zcash, which Zcash was a fork of, what was it? Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Okay, I didn't know if there was one in between of it. But Arrow was a fork, you know, Zcash, Zcash, Bitcoin. So essentially you're getting to the same thing where, you know, without Bitcoin, these alts really probably wouldn't be around. But, you know, privacy, I think, I've been big on privacy. You know, I'm a supporter of Arrow. Um but I think it, that's, you know, that's where I think the next, the next big alt season, I think we'll see privacy coins being that thing. LD, yeah. what do you think? Man, you got me at alt season. <laughs> is, is that a real thing or I not? I don't think so anymore. <laughs> I think we all just hallucinated it. Yeah, wasn't it Sometimes I think back to uh, 2017 and it does seem like, just a dream. It doesn't seem like something that will ever happen again. It really doesn't. Not yeah. of that magnitude. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's interesting too, with like the macroeconomic crisis occurring, you know, all these people, tens of millions of people are losing their job worldwide and it's hard to be like, Oh yeah, I bet they'll buy a bunch of shit coins. With yeah. Yeah. When exactly. They can't even make rent. Uh, yeah. Right. But you know, I, I do think like, so look back to the, I, I've made this comparison before and I think some people find it a little tiresome, but I do think there's some weight in it that if you look at the sort of tech boom bubble in the late nineties where, you know, you saw these huge run-ups and valuations on like pets.com and these other companies that were basically vapor companies. They had no IP, no operations they just had a website and they're worth tens of billions of dollars. And then the bottom dropped out on that. And then slowly from kind of the ashes of that were built Amazon and Google and these kind of huge companies. But that trend was a lot slower the second time around than this big bubble the first time around. So that's sort of, that's my theory is that, okay, so in 2017, we had this huge run up, you know, I think there was one point where, one of the founders of Ripple was like the second richest man in the world for like a day um, when XRP hit like three bucks or whatever. And then there was obviously a huge crash after that. 
And then slowly, you know, we're seeing more and more interesting developments from the DeFi movement and um, Bitcoin gaining legitimacy as sort of this um, safety asset and all of the reasons we stick around um, privacy coins and things like that. And so hopefully over the next five, 10 years, we'll see some really interesting stuff happen in the cryptocurrency space as sort of the UI, the, the interface and the slick features and consumer stuff catches up with the kind of underlying technology of, of blockchain and crypto. Yeah. I, when you say five to 10 years, it just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, same. I know. I know. It's, but you know, uh, if, if that means that, you know, we can help create the next Amazon or something, maybe it's worth it. Yeah. For, for real. I could wait for the billions. <laughs> I can wait for billions as well. I've, I've got a little bit of time left. Millions. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> billions. I can do. <laughs> Lily, I have a question for you. Yes. Go ahead. I want to know why Zach Morris. <laughs> <laughs> so Even though I feel it's fitting. When I first started on, well, I first got into crypto in 2016, but I didn't have a Twitter account until like um, in early 2017. And originally my name was going to be Bull um, or Crypto Bull. It was... And I went on and there's already a crypto bull who has like 200,000 followers Mass- and makes yeah. massive money off of his ref links. Yeah. And he's a cool guy. So he's like, great. I don't want to yeah. try to like go head to head. So I was like, well, I'm kind of a jerk. I'll just add a Y. Um, <laughs> and, and then I was thinking about like, Oh, what sort of picture suits me best. And I was thinking about sort of the nineties and the, pictures you get in your head and like the big cell phones and stuff. And I was like, Oh, the big cell phone's cool. I should have either Gordon Gecko. So I had Gordon Gecko for a while. Um, this is when I had like 300 followers and then Some eventually, yeah, eventually I was like, you know what, you know who else had a big cell phone? Zach Morris. And that guy was <laughs> cooler than Gordon Gecko. Cause Gordon Gecko was like, you know, he was a, sh- he was a scammer. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't yeah. necessarily carry the greatest connotation in crypto. Good point. Um, and so I didn't want like, you know, somebody logging on and being like, Oh, bullies, bully thinks he's Gordon Gecko. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, I'll just go with Zach Morris. And- it works. You're proud it, of does. Me. it does. He would yeah. be a lawyer. Zach Morris would be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for like the cease and desist letter from it. Uh, <laughs> TBS or whoever owns the rights to that show. Though. How many followers do you have, Bully? Uh, I think like 97,000. That'll happen when yeah. you get 100,000. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will, somebody's like waiting 99. for 99.9. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're just waiting. With the but DC you know what, though? On my Dale's Dimes account, um, I had that picture of the trailer park boys on the header, and they said someone turned me in for the copyright on it, and all oh, I had to gosh. do was remove it and – I got my account back. That's cool. Oh. So, sorry, I think Nick. Like a year ago, I tried to change my profile picture because I was worried about this, yeah. and people flipped out. Oh, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember yeah. you changing it, and I was like, "Why? No, yeah. no." <laughs> people lost their mind. I, I literally had like dozens of DMs. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no, no. I'm not in the mental that. shape for this change. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle it. <laughs> so I guess I think they care as much anymore. Yeah, yeah I remember probably. that happening to you. I wouldn't <laughs> like it. Still, I would not be. Able to it, so I'm just saying. Yeah. Bully, while we're, while we're talking about your your Twitter account, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I am kind of curious about something. Um, you have kind of a reputation out there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's multifaceted, um, but you, you're aware of, of of what people think because you get to see everything in your your comment section. But is there something about you that that you would like to share with people something that that they might not realize about you that would contradict some of the things that are uh, part of your persona on twitter you know i will say this i (laughs) 
I feel like the the name bully is not true to who I am at all. Um, I feel like I I'm actually that. a pretty nice guy in my life. Yeah. Um, but I just carry sort of a chip on my shoulder when it comes to my Twitter account. And I enjoy, uh, somebody coined the term hate, hate engagement, like <laughs> hate engagement. <laughs> That's sort of been my bread and butter. And, um, you know, it really works. Like I just say shit to get people riled up. <laughs> Sure. You know, like saying people don't actually drink black coffee is a great, like I, I hate that. I drink it. I love it. Me too, no, you Nick. Me too. No, you don't. You guys, you guys. Yes, we do. Okay. Yeah. Sure you do. I definitely We're do. lying. We're lying. So I think I tweeted that one time and I got like 700 comments. That's insane. Because <laughs> people were like, fuck you, man. Yeah. yeah I totally <laughs> No one can handle it. So that's sort of... So I just say stuff. I just like think of stuff like that to kind of get a rise out of people because I think it's funny. Oh, it is. God. Keep it, it up. It is funny. It is funny. <laughs> and you know, I I will say that um, I enjoy Twitter, but it's like this. I'm sure you guys can relate to this too. It's a sort of love hate thing where you're sure. like, you're sort of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, ah, yeah, it's like gross, and it wastes all this time. But then, like, you're away from it, and you're like, yeah, I really oh, miss it. it. <laughs> we know you're not an asshole because you have a blog. Uh, People who have blogs can't be assholes, like on. not completely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't so. updated in a long time, so maybe, maybe it's... I'm turning into an asshole. Oh shit. But you know, I guess another thing is like I changed my mind. Um, which I think bugs some people too on Twitter because, you know, there's these ideological sort of safe spaces that people carve out for themselves on Twitter. They follow the people who agree with them and they like, you know, fight the people who don't. And so there's this sort of cognitive distance when they think that you should think one thing about a particular subject and then you either change your mind or you have a different thought. Um, And, you know, so I will say that if people really dislike my persona on Twitter, maybe, you know, maybe think carefully about why that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'll say about that. And I guess if people really hate me, they're probably not listening 30 minutes into a podcast. Although maybe, maybe they are because the hate, hate engagement thing. Right. Exactly. They should be because they're wanting some fuel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. I know Reptar's listening right now like, that son of a bitch, I need to trip him up. Love it. <laughs> so, speaking of, I don't care what anyone says, I love that guy. I know, I know. He's, uh, he sort of reminds me of myself a little bit when I was 20. No. Like, he always says that. <laughs> drunk. He always says that too. Yeah, I can see that. But I was much more, f- I was like weather underground crazy democrat back then that so when i was his age this was like the 9-11 kind of the start of the iraq war uh-huh. when like people were, were protesting in the streets and um so yeah I, I was like very far left but he's not so <laughs> it's not a perfect comparison so Close. speaking speaking of ct personalities um if you could have dinner with any two people on ct who would it be and why? Oh boy, that's a good question. <laughs> um, Think well, present, present company exclusive. Thank you. I can't, of course. I can't. There's I mean, three of us, so what a word. It's two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many sort of interesting characters like. Kobe strikes me as somebody who might be interesting to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Um, although he kind of has a similar personality to mine online, which is, it's easy to kind of get annoyed with. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, maybe him, I think I'd be interested to see the person behind ramp capital. Yes. Yeah, me, too. Sure. me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Seriously. Um, this is, so maybe those two, but if I, if I had a lot, I'm going to think about that one. Cause I might change my answer on that one. There's a lot of, there's certainly a lot of characters in the space. 
What if we what if we did a little bit of uh, quick hits with you? Can we do quick hits with you? So like I'm gonna say a word and the first thing that comes to your mind, you just have to like say it quick. Oh, is this like the is that the Rorschach test or am I thinking of something else? I don't it's know. It's over my head, whatever that yeah, is. I okay. Don't know that well is. word association. <laughs> Let's go. You ready? Yeah. Quarantine. Uh, dead. Donald Trump. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza. Awful. Hockey. Fun. Beer. Awesome. Dale. <laughs> Wonderful. Crypto <Yes>. Twitter. <laughs> Exhausting. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. We're going to go to fun and games now right. with you, Bill. <laughs> so this week, fun and games, it's the category is you get three <laughs> choices. I'm going to say some names. You either have to de- say if they're in the porn industry if they're a racehorse or if they're a politician. <laughs> so it's so going to be porn star, racehorse, politician. Yep. All right. Got so it. we're going to go bully Nick and LD. Oh, oh. Um, that order. There's four rounds. I've got tiebreakers if we need it. Bully well, Nick so and LD. If you're right, you'll hear. If you're wrong, you'll hear. <laughs> so have you chosen them already? Do you oh, yeah. know the? Uh, yeah, Dale's I'm got the it. one. I'll, I'll, I'll manage. He's the all game. fun and games. Okay. Okay, well, bully. You're. Uh, up. I have my choices here, so I think I'm the politician. No, Nick's no, 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 bully. Nick's the porn. I'm the porn. Say it. I'm gonna tell you names. Nick Nancy's the porn. And you're gonna decide if the name is a porn star, a horse race, or a politician. I see. So, so you're like your first. You're just trying. <laughs> So let me, let me say what my choices were going to be. So I was going to have me as a politician, Nick as a racehorse, and LD as a porn star. I'll take it. I'll take He's it. wearing underwear today, so yeah. Not anymore. Oh, took him off for the show. Yeah. Took him off for the great. show. I, I mean, yeah. Still winning. Okay. 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 All right, so Bully, you're going first. Sure. Brian Sherwood, porn, horse, or politician? Sounds like a politician name. <laughs> He's a porn star. Okay, Nick. God, this is a nightmare. Yeah. Wendy Dahl, <laughs> porn horse politician. What? Wendy Dahl? Yep. Politician. Motherfucker. <laughs> How do you spell the last name? D O L L. Nah, it's Dahl. a horse. Oh, whatever. Uh, LD. Let's go. Olympia Snow. <laughs> porn horse or politician? Um, porn. She's a senator from. That's right, she is. <laughs> bully. That, was, that was my other guess. That's why I didn't have bully. Like, no I know her. Because, because he would know that for sure. Oh, that's right, so round two. Bully. Okay. Joe Quinn, Memphis. Horse, porn, politician. Joe Quinn, Memphis? <laughs> yep. Horse. Yes. Yes. Um, Nick, Barbara Summer. That's not porny either. Barbara F- Summer. Politics. And horses, apparently. Um, I don't know. Politician? I like the delay. <laughs> such a lag. Sorry. We'll Sorry. cut that out. That was, uh, she's a porn star. Oh, whatever. That's a terrible. LD? Name. Yeah. Dixie's Graves. Dixie Graves. Dixie Graves? Yep. Man, porn star named Dixie Graves? That sounds just horrible. I'm going to say a politician. Correct. Okay, so Bully and LD are tied at one. Nick has zero. Bully. Dick Sweat. <laughs> I'm going to mute. I'm going to go politician. I'm going to. Yes. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Nick. <Gross>. Stormy Kiss. <laughs> She can't even. Stormy porn, kiss. Porn, porn, porn. 
Horn. Jesus. Oh, man. Politician? Uh, That's horse. a horse? Yep. What was the name? Stormy Kiss. Stupid. <laughs> LD Linda Lovelace. <laughs> Porn. Jesus, things aren't working. We know that one. <laughs> so it's 2 2. We're going in the final round. Yes. Bully Harry Reams. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Reams. Porn star. Nice job. <laughs> um, Nick. <laughs> yeah. Cherry Pop. Oh, shut your mouth. Porn, That's horse, me. or politician? Porn. Porn. Did you not give me any porn questions? Yeah, Barbara Why Summer. You give me any. Oh. Okay. All right, LD for the tie. Harry Balls. <laughs> I can't. It's actually Harry, Harry Bales. I want to say balls. Politician. Oh, shut up. I would have said horse because okay. a bale of hay. Tiebreaker. Hey. We'll go bully and LD. And if you guys are still tied after that, we're going to do a toss up. Whoever gets it first. So bully. G spot. Horse. Porn star. Politician. It's got to be a horse. Wow. Okay. LD for the tie. Virginia Fox with two X's. <laughs> really? Or. Oh. Oh. Bully's the winner. Uh, oh, and he gets Dale's theme song. He gets song. Dale's theme song. <laughs> Bully, how's it feel? It feels really good. It feels really good. I'd like to thank the Academy. Great family. <laughs> You deserve it, man. You really do. That was do. funny. You did deserve it. That was good. It's hard for that. And you kept me winning between these two <laughs> Tweedledees and Dumbs. So thank you. Nick got the goose egg. Goose egg. This is a stupid game. That's a good one. I it was one good. Again. I don't want to play it ever again, though. Nick was on a winning streak early. You know? And now hasn't has gone, I don't want to say it's dry, gone. but. I don't do politics. Just gone quiet. Or horses, apparently. I don't really even do. Oh, I don't care about their names. Oh boy, here we go. You we know, don't wanna, we don't want to venture down this. <laughs> okay. Damn it, tail. So that's all we got, bully. Anything before we let you go? No, no. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun, and it was a pleasure. I'm gonna have to take a run at the green jacket, like the prior podcast. Yep, you're gonna have to. You're Listen, always bully. Update your blog so you don't become an asshole. That's okay. it. Okay. The best advice I think I've ever gotten. Yep. Very welcome. I think you need to tweet that. Tweet okay. it. All right. Well, <laughs> you stay safe, Bully. Thanks so much for joining. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye, Bully. See ya. Cheers. Bye. LD, let's see what you got rolling on the music, man. <laughs> yeah. So tonight we're doing things a little bit different. I pulled all of these selections from a dear friend of the show. Her name is Doe, handles Doe Declare on Twitter. Yeah. And she's loaded our music channel in our Discord with a bunch of songs. So I went in and pulled five of them uh, to talk about right now. So the first one is called Come and Get Your Love by Redbone. And this is yet again another one hit one from the 70s which I tend to gravitate towards because I feel like I'm always finding a new one that I haven't heard or that I haven't heard in a long time and uh, this is another you know just feel good favorite um, Redbone was a Native American rock band didn't have a lot of hits but this was the biggest one and it has a uh, what's that instrument called a sitar an electric sitar okay. solo on it so crypto fungus will probably try to duplicate it <laughs> next one was uh worthy by jacob banks and i had never heard this song before and i don't know who this guy is but it was a pretty cool song it's a ballad from 2013 it's basically a, a kind of conversation that the singer's having with heaven or god and that's totally not something that i ever care to hear or pay attention to but i really like the beat and the guy's voice on this song bingo uh, next one <laughs> I love Jacob. Do y'all know? 
Do y'all know who Engelbert Humperdinck is? Oh my god. No, but by that last name I should. <laughs> Humperdinck. You should. you should. That should have been part of the the uh, the <clears throat> game, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so I know that this is uh this is one of those favorite singers and he mm. made a career being uh an easy listening type of balladeer headlining shows in Vegas, a kind of Frank Sinatra type of dude. Um, and the song's called A Man Without Love, and that's what the song's about. It's about being lonely. Uh, which we all are during yeah. the morning. Yeah, right, to some yeah. extent. Mm-hmm. Next song was I'd Rather Go Blind by Etta James. This is a blues classic. Um, by Etta. She was an incredible singer, struggled with a terrible drug addiction, as a lot of artists do. Mm-hmm. And she co-wrote this song with her uh, with a uh, songwriting partner while she was on a break of uh, some kind of break from from heroin, which mm. is a devastating drug. Yeah, it's not good. Um, last one, uh, an 80s hit, because I always try to include something from the 70s and something from the 80s. This one's Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. Oh, I love Man, Tears I, for Fears. I'm sure so do you I. do. So I do bet, I. See, the difference here is that Nick actually knows who Tears for Fears is oh God, and right. loves them, and Dale does not. Dale, you don't? <laughs> no, Dale, no, 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 listen no, no, no. to me. My uncle used to make me get up. He owned a bar. In the, yeah. in the town I grew up in and he, they would make, I knew all the words to all the songs. Nice. And when I was a kid, they would put me up on the bar and I would sing like shout and whatever for like the patrons. Tears for fears was like the shit. Did you sing this one head over heels? No, I never did this. Oh, one. Okay. But I would now. Yeah. On bar. Mm-hmm. Right on. This is a good one. It's a great it's got, song. You'd know it if you heard it, you know, it's that type of tune. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned about it today was that it was used in the movie Donnie Darko, which I've seen but don't remember. So maybe I'll check it out again. Okay, let's do that. Can we do? Or maybe I won't. Can we do a product review of that movie? Because like I watched it too, and I, it is an effed up film. Apparently, I don't remember a lot. Locked it out. I probably didn't like it. Yeah, me neither. Bingo. That's it. That's music. But we love Doe. We love you. We do love Doe. I, I yeah, love her. She's shout fantastic. Out That's yes, my doo Shout out. I call her doo Sorry. Um, let's go to the hat tip and wrap up here. We're going to do a hat tip this week to a landlord in New York City. He's giving back by waiving April's rent for more than 200 of his tenants. Mario Salerno, Salerno owns roughly 80 apartments across New York City. He was quoted saying, I told him not to worry, not to panic. We're going through some very tough times with this monster disease. I'd waive all the rent for the month of April. He went on to say that he would rather his tenants be able to put food on their table than have him have money in his pockets. So during such a difficult time, we, he's saying, make sure you're aware of take care of your neighbors along with ourselves. So hat tip to you, Mario. Pretty cool. Yay, Mario. Thanks, Mario. For real. Yeah, for reals. Uh, so that's all we got. We hope you enjoyed. Follow us on Twitter at Live from Iowa. Uh, we'll have a link in our Discord for it, and also check out our website, Live from Iowa, where we all have our beautiful mugs up. If you like us, subscribe, give us five stars. So, tip your waitress. Stack those sats, baby. Stacking sats. <laughs> all right, peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you.